0: Welcome everyone to the On Speed Dial podcast. With After the Tone, my name is Jacob. I have Bailey with me as well, and today's guest, Claire from Grin Grace Events. Hello, Grin Grace Events, Grin Grace Events Co. Uh,
1: Grin Grace Events, okay. but on the internet, it's a Grin Grace Events. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've always <laughs> called you Grin Same. Grace Events. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but
0: I I saw the Co, and sometimes I was like, sometimes oh you have
1: gosh. to add the Co. That's yeah. how I when, identify. Yeah. Yes. When you yeah. Usernames in a yeah. Grin, Grin Grace events. Of course
0: um thank you so much for hopping on yeah thanks We're for having so me so stoked to have you here um for those of you guys who don't know we've been friends with claire for for a couple of years now um very very cool person very excited for you guys to learn about her and her story and um talk some wedding planning stuff so um yeah claire to get started yeah for <clears throat> sorry for our listeners who don't know you mm-hmm. who is claire you know yeah. your story what made you interested in wedding planning all yeah. that kind of
1: stuff I was going to say, I feel like there's so many facets, but what people probably know me as is a wedding planner. So I'm based in Southern California and I've been planning weddings for, gosh, like I've been in the industry for like seven years, which is crazy, like from first wedding till now. Right. Um, And that's primarily what I do. My career has evolved kind of in the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but... That's kind of the sitch. I mean, I'm always drinking coffee, which feels so basic. Yeah. Like I always say that, but (laughs) it's true. And yeah, I would say that's a little bit about me. Totally. Love
0: it. What, uh, I'm always curious, what made you want to start in wedding planning from jump?
1: Yeah. So I was in college at the time when I started and I was studying to be a teacher, like an elementary school teacher. I had always thought I was going to be that because it was creative and organized and like I have always loved kids and just like, you know, so excited to be a mom, but like not ready to be a mom. So like teaching just was my perfect career. And so I was in school to do that. And I was also working anthropology part time just Mm -hmm. for fun. I've always functioned best when i have multiple things going on like when i have one thing that i have to focus on it's like so much harder for me to be so focused on it so i like to have multiple things going on so i was studying teaching and then working anthropology for fun and the discount it's like yeah the best thing ever makes it affordable (laughs) yeah yeah um and so my manager anthropology was a wedding planner so Mm. she had her own side thing and i was like that just sounds so fun i would love to do that so i just asked her a ton like can i please And so eventually I assisted her at a wedding and loved it. And I realized, uh, I've realized over the years, but I realized there was so much overlap with teaching. Mm. Like you have to be quite organized. You have to be people oriented. You have to be creative. And so that's how I started. And I went to a small Christian school where people got married very young. Our rival. Yeah. (laughs) Rival is such like an aggressive word. (laughs) Um, And so I had friends that were getting married and did not have the budget that you would have when you get married a little later in life. Yeah. And they were like, can you help us plan our wedding? And I was like, okay, cool. I can do this. And then it just kept going. Yeah. 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 It's
0: funny how it just keeps going. It just
1: keeps
2: going. (laughs) I have a question. How was that like planning really like your first wedding for friends? Like was there stress added to that? Especially because it's like you know them. You have such a close relationship. And you're like, okay, this is like one of the
1: most important days of their lives Yeah. also. I actually enjoyed it. A lot more at the beginning than I did random people's weddings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because my like true first wedding that I did was that manager that I had at Anthropology, yeah. her friend was getting married. And so she was like, I'm in the wedding. I can't do it. Can you just coordinate? And that wedding I found so stressful because mm-hmm. I really didn't know what I was doing and yeah. I didn't know these people, which is a good and a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. But I felt like because I didn't know what I was doing, I had, they had no, I had no reputation with Mm -hmm. them to be like, I promise, like, I'm a good person. Like, I'm trying (laughs) my best. With my friends, I loved it more because I was able to communicate like, oh, I'm not really sure what to do for that, but let me go figure it out. Whereas at the beginning when it was a client that I didn't know, I like couldn't offer that information, if that makes sense. So, and because I knew and loved these people that were getting married, it was like so much more motivating to be like, I'm going to do so good at this because I care about you. Yeah. Yeah right yeah
0: i remember when i uh, i used to do wedding videography and my first wedding i was a wreck (laughs) i stayed at my buddy's house in san diego the wedding was in san diego i couldn't sleep the night before i triple checked all the cameras it was just like i couldn't handle it so
2: i um, totally remember that and And i was we were chatting earlier today and i was saying that that's how I first met you. It was like mm-hmm. our second wedding ever after the town Chanel and Max's wedding. And you were yes. in the video. Mm-hmm.
0: So.
3: Yes. A little throwback. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I remember Chanel describing it to me. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And I was like...
2: <laughs> and you were I'm so sorry, nice. i what? what is this? I was so nervous. And I remember <laughs> I kept going up to Claire and I was like, can I like set stuff up here? And like, can we like remind the DJ to like tell people about the phone? And you're just... So nice during that day. <laughs> that Very supportive. Great, it was so fun. <laughs> was so I loved it. That's awesome.
0: Um, cool. Okay, so your planning company, mm-hmm. Grin Grace mm-hmm. Events Co. <laughs> yeah. Emphasis on the co. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever asked you how you got the name, or if S- there's a meaning.
1: Yeah. So I had a different name at the beginning. It was Claire Marie Coordination because mm. my first mm-hmm. and middle name, mm-hmm. and. When I started, I had a mentor at the time who like completely changed the trajectory of my career, and her business was her name. So I was like, okay, so I'll name it after myself. Yeah, sure. like it's your most valuable. It's like such a hot commodity, not a hot commodity. It's so valuable to name something after yourself, whatever. Yeah. And clamory coordination just flowed really nicely. But then as I was lo- further along in my career, I realized there really is a difference between coordinating and planning, mm. and I much preferred planning to coordinating. Mm-hmm. So when I was rebranding, I realized I need to change the name to be more reflective of what I'm looking to do with this company. And so it took me like a year and a half to think of a name because it felt like such a huge daunting task. Right. Um, and I really picked it because I liked the way it flowed. And I also felt like grit and grace were so like such crucial characteristics or whatever you would call them. Mm-hmm. Um to like building the business and like being a wedding planner and so it just made sense and it was like one of those things that once i heard it i was like oh that's it it's it yeah so there's like definitely meaning but also it just worked
0: and your brain just goes that's the one that's it yeah yeah Yeah. i tried
1: so many that's how
2: it goes that's -hmm. how we we were
0: with after the time when she told me the name i was like we're not changing you're like we're We're, done that's great yeah Yeah, i'm (laughs) so glad this conversation's over yeah (laughs) we figured it out um you said something interesting there. Uh, what, if you had to describe the difference between mm-hmm. coordinating and planning? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like everyone, including myself, mm-hmm. unfortunately, throws those words almost like interchangeably together. Mm-hmm. Like wedding coordinator, wedding planner, whoever. Like how would you, I know you just made an emphasis on there being a big difference. What? How would you describe that?
1: Yeah, I think it's really common that people throw them around. Yeah. I'm pretty sure only planners. Yeah. Or <laughs> people who are like, there's a difference. Yeah. Uh, coordinating to me is like bringing together all of the pieces of what somebody else has done Mm. so I'm coordinating like what you have already pieced together so if you think of like month of coordination or day of coordination the person running the day has not actually planned it like when I used to do that I didn't pick the photographer or the florist or the videographer Mm. I like meet with the client 60 days out and I figure out everything that they've planned and I coordinate it to make sure that it goes like really seamlessly yeah a planning, planner is the one planning everything. Yeah. So coordination to me means less involvement on my end and planning to me means way more involvement on my end. Right. Got so. it. So
2: like if Jacob and I were in our beginning stages of planning again, we would come to you and be like, we like really want a photographer that mm-hmm. like matches like these vibes, but we like don't know who to work mm-hmm. with or here's our like dream list of like wedding venues and locations Mm -hmm. and you would like take that information Mm -hmm. and then make the magic yes happen yeah okay okay
0: what would be better someone who has a wedding planner no coordinator someone who has a wedding coordinator no wedding planner i feel
1: like typically a Well, if I'm thinking about it in my brain, the planner usually is there on the day of. So they're the one coordinating it. But I think it's so much more valuable to have a planner. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. just like with any field, when you have a planner who's been in the industry, like you just, I always say I speak the language Mm -hmm. and it's not that a bride can't learn it because brides plan weddings without planners all the time. Right. But having a planner in it with you, like they can speak to like, this is a really normal price for that or this is really abnormal. Because prices, you know, are so astronomical in the wedding industry. (laughs) It's very easy to feel like, I'm getting taken advantage of. Or not be aware that you're getting a really good deal, whatever the case is. So I think a planner is so much more valuable because they're able to really guide you through every step of the way. And in theory, I would say wedding day is the easiest part of my job. Mm -hmm. Because I should be able to show up and then all of my hard work is, like, just happening. Whoa. Um, Interesting. So I would prefer a planner
0: got you okay that's so interesting because videography obviously is the complete opposite yeah where it's like it's game day on wedding day and it's like that's where you know all the pre stuff's pretty easy but um that's really interesting um so you have gone um into the influencer world I have you are an influencer. A, a Can I say bit? that?
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like an influencer. Yeah. Do, you, <laughs> do
0: you claim the title or not?
1: Um, <laughs> um, is that a title anymore or is it
2: more like? I don't know. Content, content creator. Oh, content creator. Like, yeah. What is Sorry. That? Yeah. No, is I think there's. Bad? No. Okay. No, I just feel <laughs> like there's a, there's a bunch of different
0: gotcha. terms. Yeah. So you've built a incredible social platform. Congratulations. Thank you so um, much. Should be very proud of that. Um, how has that been? Mm-hmm. Just that growth, that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very interested, especially because it's you. Like, mm-hmm. it's your face in the car videos. <laughs> yeah, that's kind <laughs> Always. of... I love it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm curious. Walk me through that. Like, mm-hmm. how does that change things? Like, I've, I've known, I've heard stories of you getting recognized on public, yeah. which I'm yeah. sure is very random. Yeah. Um, yeah, walk us through that.
1: Yeah, I... I... It's been, like, the most interesting process. Um, I feel so grateful for it because it's insane. Like, it really feels like the algorithm just picks people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can do the right thing 150 times and it still doesn't land. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they have all these rules as to, like, post five times a day, which is literally insane. Yeah. And you'll blow up or whatever. And I... I'm sure there's like merit to what these people are saying, but it really feels like it just like picked somebody. Mm -hmm. Like so many of the really, really big influencers have been working at their social platform for years. And then one day, one of their videos gets traction and then they end up in the millions. And it's just like crazy. But I, at the very beginning, felt so overwhelmed by it because it is just me. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely... You know, I've always had a couple people that work with me and like support me, but the way I feel that I've been able to build my business has been just me. And I'm business mentors everywhere. Like, don't do that. But <laughs> I was never the planner that was super interested in like having 200 weddings a year like scaling. Yeah, all- yeah, yeah. And I wanted, I loved the influencer side of it because it allowed me to grow my business in a different way. Like diversify my income like everybody talks about without like having a million employees which is just not what I was looking to do yeah but initially I was like so in shock that it was happening but also very overwhelmed because it's like such a large audience but I've really learned to love it and I do love it and it's been fun to like Experiment, experiment with, like, new video types, which I don't do that many new video types. I just stick <laughs> with what works. But, um, but, yeah, it's, like, gotten me such incredible opportunities. Like, so many things that I would never have access to before and allowed me to, like, live a life and, like, have freedom in my life that I otherwise wouldn't have had. Sure. So, yeah, I always feel like I never know how to answer that question because... Yeah. I think when people are lifestyle influencers it's a completely different experience which Mm. I feel pretty confident I never want to be a lifestyle influencer Mm. because Mm. you have to give so much of your life online Mm -hmm. but I do love the like type of influencer that I am because people do not expect me to tell them every little personal detail about my life Mm. most people don't even know a lot about my life Yeah. yeah um but they come to me for like my expertise which is pretty cool and I love that. It yeah. allows me to have like boundaries, yeah. totally. you know, without having like tried. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. It's cool.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what if you had to scheme out what, you know, the future is going to be yeah. for, for Claire, for yeah. Green Grace, all those things. How do you see, you know, the planning, yeah. the influencer? Is there one you want more than the other? Like all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I have realized this year Mm -hmm. that planning is my bread and butter. Like it Mm -hmm. is what I wake up excited to do. And I love designing weddings. I love being there on wedding days. Like there's just something so rewarding about it. Yeah. So I see myself planning weddings very long term. Mm -hmm. I think it'll, the amount that I take will evolve pretty significantly contingent on my life stage. Um, And what I love about influencing is when I get to just post organic content. I think when Mm. it loses its spark is when there's a lot of brand deals involved, which obviously is a privilege to have brand deals. And like, there's so many benefits to it. But you see this other side of influencing that is just like marketing and yeah. like numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the marketing is super fun. So what I'm saying is I really enjoy influencing. I plan to like keep doing it, but continue to like work with brands that I'm really excited about, which every influencer says. <laughs> but I honestly think if I would, if I'm gonna continue doing it, it has to be with things that I care about. Yeah. yeah. Um. And at the end of the day, if I don't send another brand deal in my career, I'd be fine. Cool. I love sharing, wedding tips i love being able to help brides i love being able to like that's why i started doing yeah. it right so from jump
0: yeah, yeah
1: so basically more of the same Kay. but if i had if i had to pick i would choose wedding planning gotcha mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it's interesting you were one um there's a couple people in the industry especially like when i was doing videography and mm-hmm. i was a lot closer to everybody's day-to-day and stuff mm-hmm. i remember when i was uh a wedding videographer and the creatives, you know, your photographers, the videographers, all those guys and and girls. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's an opportunity for those people to. You uh, can you can get lazy <laughs> because you know you film on the weekends and then you're burnt out and you want to like take a couple days off or like you wake up at 10 a.m. to start editing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, it was hard for me to get into a groove sometimes, like with for my clients. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not inspired, you don't want to edit, all that kind of stuff. And I remember you would post um, just you talking about like how much you love planning and like I could tell Mm -hmm. that you love doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, You would post, I forgot how you worded it. It's weird. I like remember this from like years ago. You were saying something like um, your clients deserve the best Mm -hmm. by like you doing your job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like your your clients deserve you like Mm -hmm. being organized, taking care of your shit and you know what I mean? Getting all your stuff done. And I remember you saying that and that stuck with me too because I, I think of that you know even today like with what we do, yeah, yeah. and I I think that's that's a mark of somebody who actually cares about what they're doing, mm-hmm. to the point where you know you care about your clients mm-hmm. because if you don't care about what you're doing, who cares what the end user mm-hmm. is gonna receive from mm-hmm. you? You know what I mean? Exactly. But um, that's, that's just you know I wanted to shout that out because that's something yeah. cool that I saw years ago and it's Thank you know very evident that, um, that planning love. Is still there, yeah. and it's like it's not a manufactured one yeah. because we've all been in the room with some planners <laughs> who <laughs> I love my brides and whatever, yeah. and sometimes I don't believe them. Um, but there's
2: on yeah. authenticity there Correct. because yeah, we can say here and like confidently say in all the conversations that we've had off camera together through the years, like that has been said countless times too, like what you say on and off like it's very authentic and and real so yeah yeah
3: Yeah. thank you
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it's like just to like piggyback off that really quick i feel like obviously i stand by that statement but it has like changed drastically i've only been engaged one month Mm. yeah it has changed drastically being in this position like as a bride and as a wedding vendor Mm. like it how so I think as a wedding vendor, it can be very easy to see somebody's wedding as just another work day. Mm. It's very easy to be like, well, if I mess up on this, I mean, (laughs) this is horrible. But the idea is like, if I mess up on this one, like, that's fine. I have one next weekend. Yeah. And it's like, we, it's really easy to lose sight of the fact that it's somebody's wedding day. Yeah. The detail that you forget, they're going to remember forever. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously you don't always want to use fear as a reason to like do better at your job, but it's so, it just completely changes the way that I see the industry and like see what I do. And I think there's a lot of conversation in the industry about how much money you can make and like everybody wants to make another dollar. And I totally get that. I do. Um, But I find that it's really hard to maintain a really high level of service for each client mm-hmm. Yeah, when You really do just want another dollar because you can sign 35 weddings, but what happens on the wedding day? So I think being like a bride in this position, I'm like, it affects like who I want to work with for my wedding and like who I like, how I approach my clients and how even how I approach conversations with potential clients now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm like, number one, I'm never offended if they don't want to work with me because I'm like, I get it. Like there's been tons of people that I love, but I'm not going to work with them for my wedding for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's not personal. But secondarily, it's like the conversation as a wedding vendor, when you're talking to new clients should always be about the client fully. Right. It's not about building your portfolio and it's not about making another dollar. And so just like, it's been like kind of motivating to like be in this position now Being like, you know, this many years into my career and be like, okay, wait, let's like make sure we're totally good in how we approach this. And yeah. So,
0: yeah, Yeah. interesting. I feel like that's something, especially for like the, the wedding vendor side of it, obviously not really much on our side with the whole, we ship everywhere. But like when I was a videographer again, or just any other wedding vendor, it's that same thing where, yeah, you can book 40 weddings, Mm -hmm. but how much of Jacob is going to be there? Literally when not. you have a quadruple <laughs> header yes, and yeah. it's Sunday morning at 11 a.m., you know what I mean. How yeah. on are you? And um, that was a that was a big decision for us when after the tone started and I was still doing weddings at the same time, wedding videos on the weekends, and it hit this breaking point where I ended up having to cancel like mm-hmm. you know s- six to eight weddings that were months away, but um, like six months plus away um, the following year because I, I told the brides like. It's not fair. You don't want me at your wedding. Mm -hmm. I know you think you want me at your wedding, but like the me that I can give you right now is not the me that you're paying for. Yeah. And it's like, it's a disservice to you for me to be there, Um, which, you know, (laughs) I got a varied reaction from that. A very hard
2: conversation to have, but like one that at the end of the day, you are thinking about like that end product for your clients, like being present the day of and also being able to like work through Weaving together like a beautiful, like you're telling a story as a videographer, and you you want to be as present as possible there. So I think at the end of the day, like you are making, yeah, it's the right move for both parties. Mm-hmm.
0: Keeping the client in focus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and it's also always weird with that because sometimes in the wedding industry, it like feels like a breakup mm-hmm. if a vendor's not going to work with you, mm-hmm. or or vice versa, you don't land that bride or you know yeah. whoever, and it's like, yeah what is it about me? Like, yeah. what you don't like me or, you know, yeah. so, um,
2: I wanted to just kind of like piggyback onto what you were saying, because I feel like in a different way, but in a similar way, it resonates with what we do it after the tone. Like, yeah, we're not usually physically present for those weddings, but I think since the beginning, the messaging to like from day one, when it was just you and I to like, three employees to now like a team we always say like hey like every single person like from like beginning to client outreach to packing the phone to editing a client's voicemails like you have you play a very major part in like your client's experience and the delivery of their day um are way and it is their wedding day like it is one of the most important days of their lives um and yeah you do like we really try to remember that with Mm -hmm. every client because that's why we all do what we do right like to give them that experience um and to relate back to like you now being in that position of being a bride to be and planning and talking to vendors and creating like your own curated team for your Mm -hmm. day like When we listened to our voicemails for the first time, it was like that click of like, okay, like that's what I want every time Mm -hmm. for people. Like whatever we felt and experienced the first time doing that, that's what we want for everybody else. So I just feel like we can resonate in in that way for sure.
0: Yeah. I I tell everyone on our team that like, don't you dare forget this is somebody's wedding. Mm -hmm. Like this is the most important day to them, you know, most likely in their life and- you know, I don't care if you're tired or, you know, whatever's going on. It's, we got to, no matter how many we're doing or how many we are lucky and privileged to be a part of, it's somebody's wedding and, mm-hmm. you know, they deserve to be treated X, Y, Z. So, um, well, this was a perfect segue because my next question was going to be, um, you getting engaged yeah. while being a wedding planner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on being engaged. Um, yeah, the only, I was curious, we, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, so we don't have to talk about yeah. a ton more, but how is being a planner kind of affected that? Mm-hmm. Like, are you picky with stuff? I'm sure, probably, <laughs> specific with with certain vendors or mm-hmm. how, you know, or do you not care too much or yeah. how, how's that been?
1: Um, I, so we got engaged a month ago and I have no desire to plan our wedding right now. <laughs> and I think there's multiple reasons for that. Yeah. I think the first is that I'm a planner. Yeah. So like, I actually know what it entails. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, it's so easy to make decisions for other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And making a decision for myself and for Michael feels, it carries completely different weight. And I stand by all the decisions I've made for my clients. But, you know, like, that's part of the reason you have a planner is to help facilitate those decisions when you are kind of not sure. Um, But I also, it makes me... I think I'll start pro- planning probably like early 2024 because yeah. we'll probably get married in 2025. So I am excited to start and i I know what I'm excited to do. Like I know what fuels me mm. and like the design side of things. And I'm so excited to start reaching out to my friends who are vendors who are really good at their jobs to be like, can you work my wedding? Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. so excited for that. Um, and, I'm just excited to see it come to life and be able to be creative and I actually think I being in the position of being a bride now, mm-hmm. I think it's going to make me a better wedding planner. Yeah. Um, because you know, there are certain things that I plan to do for my wedding that I've maybe have never done for another wedding. Yeah. And if I like it, maybe I'll start offering it or yeah. maybe, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's like, I'm so excited. I'm so like, I can't wait. I always say I can't wait to be married and to have my wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The planning I'm excited for, and I know what it entails, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel as like naive to what, to what happens. So, um, yeah. And it's also my money. It's like a completely different ball
2: game. Uh For sure. (laughs) sure.
0: Signing those, paying those deposits. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I'm sure
2: it's nice too. Like, you just got engaged mm-hmm. a month ago, right? So you get to like be present, like in this yeah. season, um, and not like fully rush in and be like, okay, like planning. Like you get to enjoy the moments together, yeah. like being yeah. an engaged couple, because yeah. that's only one part of mm-hmm. it all, right? Yeah, so. right.
0: And you know, we had a three-year engagement, yeah. so like,
2: <laughs> it's a long time. I'm sure.
0: Um, <laughs> it's are probably you, on are you, the longer side. But. Are you sick of people asking you when you're getting married yet?
1: No. okay no because <laughs> i haven't decided okay. yet. <laughs> so i think probably spring 2025 got you okay um love it i like that yeah i'll let you know if that changes. Okay. but as of right now spring twenty twenty i don't think it'll go past that yeah, yeah. i see i yeah no Kay. do you notice
2: like i guess i don't know if a trend is like the right word mm-hmm. but like your clients in the last couple of years like having longer or shorter engagements or like what kind of like the norm is lately
1: I would say under a year is pretty abnormal for okay. my clients Okay Okay um Yeah I think it there's so many things that affect how long your engagement is Yeah mm. um like my cousin is getting married and she's getting married in 6 months but I'm planning her wedding Bless And her. I'm loving it and Amazing. she's Literally the chill spread I've ever had in my life. That's so I'm sweet. like, hey, these are your two these are two photographers I think would be a great fit. And she chooses one. And it's just like in three weeks we had basically the whole wedding planned. Wow. I'm like, that Incredible. is the only way to make that happen. And like yeah. she's enjoying her engagement as far as I'm aware yeah. and all that stuff. So usually a year to a year and a half is typical. Two years definitely happens, but it starts to feel quite long. Yeah. I mean, you guys were engaged for longer than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it just starts to feel like, okay, like I'm ready to go. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: for sure. <laughs> it was long.
1: It, yes, it was a long time. But
2: we're
0: also little children.
2: We were young. During our we were young. We yeah. got engaged at 20.
0: Also private Christian college. Yeah.
2: yeah. It, it, yeah. Rivals.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I love that. Switching gears, Mm -hmm. I wanted to get your take on something I'm sure you've heard about. Maybe not. Okay. Have you seen the $56 million wedding that went down in Paris? But
1: now it's gone off the internet. Correct. Yeah. Okay.
0: So just for, because I don't, have I gone through all the details with you?
2: You haven't told me all the details, but it was a $56
0: million wedding that took, I think, like three to five days or something like that. They rented out, um, one of the oldest opera houses in France. They stayed at the Palace of Versailles for, um, I think rehearsal dinner or the night before the wedding. And wow. they had Maroon 5 at their wedding. <laughs> wow. so, um, if that wasn't a sign, um, sorry if you're a Maroon 5 fan. But um, then it came out that the groom got charged with aggravated assault against a public servant. He sh- I think he shot a cop, he fired at cops in Texas back in March. Oh. Um, so yeah, he appeared in court and then um, he's probably going to get life in prison. So um, I think they like scrubbed it from the internet. They did. Yeah. It's gone. Because the, the bride, her dad owns a bunch of Mercedes dealerships or something like that. That's where all the money came from. Yeah. I didn't realize there was. Who knew? Yeah. $56 million <laughs> wedding type I, of money. Yeah. I um,
1: missed. I'm, I got the, I'm in the wrong career.
0: How would, my question to you is how would you plan a $56 million wedding?
1: Okay, I love flowers so much. Yeah. <laughs> fifty-seven million would go right <laughs> <Yeah>. to flowers. <laughs> um, no, I, I love that they did it somewhere really cool. Yeah, I think when you have that much money, you kind of have to go very extravagant, like right? All like all you can do whatever you want. If I had fifty-six million dollars, I would probably actually do something more private. Mm-hmm. But I understand if you're going to spend much money, like in theory, well, not in theory, in actuality, the way people saw that was social media. And it didn't actually matter if they were at a really public place. It mattered that it got posted on social media. That's how we all learned about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would still do a really cool, probably a castle. You know? Yeah. yeah. Fly all your guests in. I heard that they, like, private chartered yes. all of their guests. Yeah. And Everyone. I mean, that's a couple million. Yeah. So. A just
0: PJ everybody.
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. So I would do that for sure. <laughs> I would hire literally top, top planner. I would be like, I'm not doing any of this. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what I like and whatever. Um, definitely a lot of flowers, a lot of cool rentals. I also feel like I would just make it like a vacation. Yes. Right. Like, let's just go for two weeks. Yes. Yeah. I don't, yeah. you know, I honestly... I don't even know what I would do with that kind of money.
2: Isn't that like crazy? I can't even
1: wrap my head around Mm-mm. that amount?
2: But like I'm imagining that if they have that type of money, like a budget for a wedding, all of their parties are probably like they go all out. Right. So they just had to hit like
0: the next,
3: level.
2: Uh, like ten levels right yeah. out of the park. I mean. Sure.
0: Can you imagine like sending a quote to them and and, like sweating that if they're going to sign it or not? (laughs) It might be out of their
3: budget.
1: Oh my my gosh. I would, no. What would like really be wild to see the invoices like if i was their planner right. to yeah. be like okay your invoice for 13 million is due on friday yeah do you want to ach that that's or what i'm Venmo, saying how like,
0: are you even paying that are you swiping a credit card for 56 i mean million? get those points yeah.
1: <laughs> get those points <laughs> they don't need <laughs> I you, don't need are them, you
0: wiring but. people for no. your, your wedding um that's insane okay
1: 56 million dollars cash though Was it cash? I don't know. That's Uh, what I'm saying. That feels like... I don't think so. Okay. That'd be hard.
0: I don't know if Maroon 5 takes cash.
1: (laughs) You're
0: right. You're right. Um, Okay, cool. I just wanted to get a professional wedding planner's take on on a $56 million wedding.
1: I just... Like, my brain does not go like... I can't understand I just... I don't know. There's another planner who out there definitely would have a better answer for you. I just...
0: I don't even know how you would plan like a $5 million wedding. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that's already so much money, so you know, much. I mean, 500,000 is a ton of money, you know, um, maybe not these days for yeah, some unfortunately, of the unfortunately, 500,000 feels like... <laughs> do you think that'll ever end? This? I really hope it does. Okay. Because I truly do. It's, it's, it, it's astronomical. Yeah. The prices and how right. everybody, you know, and I get it, inflation and people got to make money and all that stuff. But I think it's just, it's a conversation in the industry right now that like everybody no matter what your industry or what your sector in the wedding industry is like is so much more expensive Mm. than they were three years ago. Correct. Do you think it's going to keep going?
1: So this is my theory what's going to happen. I think there's been a lot of conversation in the street about how 2024 is going to be just a completely different landscape for the wedding industry Mm. because, um, the average turnaround time for a, a uh, couple to get married is three years. Three years ago for us, right now was 2020, and so 2024 is like an abnormally like slow year. A lot of vendors are talking about it, mm-hmm. and there's just been conversation about how, you know, this is not an original thought. I heard this somewhere on mm-hmm. the podcast, but essentially. 2020 was so insane. Yep. Right. And then 2021 was so insane. And so all these vendors were like, I'm charging whatever I want because you will hire me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 2022 was also pretty crazy, but not to that same level. Yeah. And now we're normalizing. Yeah. And vendors have these extremely high prices, but there's not as high of a demand. Right. So I think it's really difficult to like swallow your pride a little bit. But yeah. I think we're gonna see vendors that are having to lower their prices to like be in business. Stay booked. Yeah. Because
3: yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, there's always that conversation of like raise your prices, have fewer clients, whatever the case is. But um, I do think we're gonna see a lot of vendors have to bring their prices down or be willing to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um and it's going to have to be an industry thing. We all have to do it because right. otherwise it'll, it not it doesn't serve anybody. But I think it's I mean as a planner, I love when there's like we have the funds to like do really incredible design for a wedding and it can be just like incredible and original and all of those things, but I think it has to kind of stop. Yeah. Like it the th- the, th- the way things cost these days when I get quotes back.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm like, I'm not totally sure what I'm paying $25,000 for right now. $25,000? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry for like, I'm not sure what it is.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I got a quote back once for a photographer, which no shade to this person because mm-hmm. their work is incredible. Yeah. Sure. It was $20,000 for photography. Never heard that before. For like 10 hours. You know, wow. of course, I would hope it's ten hours, second shooter film, yeah, like literally yeah, gold deal. plated, whatever. Yeah. But I was like, I respect the craft sure. so much. Yeah. But I'm just curious how we got there. Yeah. That's I'm yeah. just curious.
2: I so I had seen maybe like six months ago a TikTok or a video that was going around, and it was a planner who compared like the exact same wedding that she planned in 2019 versus 2023 and I think like everything was triple the cost yes and I was telling him like I brought this up in conversation I was like there I there's no way that like we would have been able to afford the wedding that we had in 2019
0: we would have refunded the venue 100 percent. there's no shot we One hundred but
2: it, I also so. understand like there were so many even like when I saw from your perspective like we just talked about so many postponements from twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. there's like this, like bubble of like weddings and not enough dates to have vendors mm. or like uh, get flowers and all mm. these kinds of things. So I understand, like the obviously demand. supply and demand, yeah. right? Yeah, but it. Yeah, hearing
1: a quote like that is insane to me. It's it's <laughs> wild. Yeah. yeah, it also is like. This is definitely outside of the wedding industry as well. But, you know, unfortunately, some people are losing their jobs right sure. now. And yeah. Yeah. there are a lot of people that have really, a really high skill set that are not getting hired for those higher yeah. jobs. And they're having to take jobs that are like below what they were at before.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the way I see that relating to the wedding industry is having to go through a pandemic as a business owner and you know, being in the events industry was pretty jarring and yeah. yeah. a lot of people got so burnt out and it had a pretty significant impact on your just overall life experience yeah. because it was it was insanity. And you have gained this experience that so many people don't have because, mm-hmm. right. you know, the only people that were in the industry at that time with established businesses got like went through that. So I think that's also why prices are higher. Is vendors yeah. are like, do you know what I've been through? Yeah. Like, do you know what I can handle? Yeah. Absolutely. But like, it's not what we're handling anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you know right. what I'm saying? So right. It's it's a yeah. different game. It's yeah. a totally different
0: game. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I it's so hard because you want people to make money, of course, but then it's also like a reality conversation of mm-hmm. like, hey man, how much value right are you actually providing? Because right. that's again, I can say. As when I used to be a videographer, I was scared to increase my prices like three to $500. Of course. You know what I mean? You're and like then it. I heard other guys increasing theirs three to five grand. And I was like, can I do that? Yeah. Like, is that allowed? Is that in the rule book? Totally. You know? So, um, but obviously, we haven't been wedding planning mm-hmm. since 2019. And prices are a little bit different than they yeah. were in yeah. 2019. Different but space. That was also pre COVID. So, yeah. um, lots cool. of factors. Okay. Yeah. So we had some, um, hot takes not really hot takes and some questions from Instagram mm-hmm. from right. some people all planner oriented so um so the first two and i just want to get your thoughts on are if these people could have redone their wedding mm. um one said their biggest regret was not having a videographer yeah um so we can start there and the second one was they wish they would have had a way smaller bridal party which i thought was an interesting yeah. one yeah so i'm curious your thoughts on those
1: okay 100% videographer yeah i think It's kind of the same sentiment as after the tone Mm. is you get your images back and it totally tells the story of your day, Mm -hmm. but you never, you're never going to capture that like laugh. You're never going to capture that hug. Like so many of us have these mannerisms that we don't realize or our (laughs) grandma does or our mom does or whatever that you would never realize. And you can't see it in a picture, but you can see it in a video. Mm -hmm. Same thing with after the tone, like you Mm -hmm. catch somebody's voice or a phrase that they say or something like that, and so I understand why it's one of the first things to go when people don't have the budget for yeah. it because yeah. you can live without it. But hundred percent, always recommend it because yeah, like when we got engaged, somebody took a video for us and I didn't even know that was happening, mm. and I have watched that more times than I looked at our pictures because yeah. you it captures it completely differently. Right. Yep. So yeah, definitely a different perspective. And the bridal party thing. I feel like half the reason why people have large bridal parties is because they're afraid of hurting people's feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have to get over that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a lot of girls to deal with. You know, yeah. like, guys, I know, is different, but. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no.
2: I think from, like, the person who's being asked perspe- perspective sometimes, too, like, They would almost I know this is like a really hot take and it really depends on the person and like the relationship that you have with someone, but they would almost be like cool with like of course not being in not
0: getting a bridesmaid's dress. The bridal party going to the bachelor. Yeah, just happy to like celebrate and be
2: present with you in that day. But it really I think it really depends. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. It was so expensive. I was just like thinking through what I want to ask my bridesmaids with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was telling Michael what I wanted to do, and I was like, it's kind of expensive. And yeah. he was like, Yeah. Yeah, but how much money are they gonna spend on you? Yeah. And I was like, Touche? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, and like, honestly, if somebody said no, I would never no hard be offended feelings. because it is so expensive. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. You, I feel like the later on in life you get married, the smaller your wedding party is. Not because mm. you lose friends, maybe. But <laughs> I think you just remove yourself from the era of your life where yeah. you're like... Life changes. 100%. Maybe you're not, yeah, like
2: spending as much mm-hmm. time with somebody that you maybe had if you're like getting married like earlier right. in your 20s and all those things. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Do you have a bridal party target in mind? Or how many girls you'd want? Putting yeah, her on the
1: spot right now. I think... <laughs> I think it's going to be seven.
0: Okay. I I always I like the five to eight. Yeah, yeah, five...
1: Yeah, I... Most of my bridal party I've known for, like, 15 years. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that was <laughs> kind of my threshold. Yeah. There's definitely some exceptions in there. And, like, there are people that Michael and I have become friends with. You know, the sure. people that you are like, yes. oh, you know us as us. Yes. Yeah. Like, that matters so much to me. So I think seven... But honest, this is totally an aside. But the thing that I like cannot decide on, which I don't have to decide for a while, is the whole bachelorette party situation Mm -hmm. because everybody's going across the country these days. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that seems wild. So I'm pretty sure I'm just going to give like a free pass. Like you don't have to come. Yeah. Unless I do it in Palm Springs and like you can totally make it. But if I do it anywhere other than Southern California, you do not have to come. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have to. By or a flight,
0: are most of them here? Mm-hmm. SoCal? Okay.
1: Yeah. For all of them. That's nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, nice. It's always brutal when you gotta fly you know, so $400 big. flight yeah. to the bachelor party yeah. and you're there for two days. And I <laughs> haven't done
2: a bachelor party like having to travel yet. Yeah? yeah. Mostly like San Diego, Palm Springs, Santa Barbara. Yeah. But it's, it's
1: nice when you can like, it's nice when you can drive. Totally. Driving
0: <laughs> is ideal obviously. Yeah. But okay. Cool. Yeah.
1: I think my final comment on this is the same way that weddings are getting crazier and crazier. I think bachelorette and bachelor parties are getting crazy and crazier because the standard that you see on Instagram is insane. Yeah. Yes. We just now need to turn off our phones when it comes to <laughs> making those decisions. Right.
0: Yep.
3: Comparing it's, yeah. Comparing yourself.
1: It's,
2: did it's I have a fun so one? Toxic. Yeah.
1: yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like everybody
2: has their own unique budget, mm-hmm. like their choice on like what they want to, you know, spend their money on right, bridal proposal boxes with like Gucci in it, like amazing and what an yeah. what a fantastic thoughtful friend. Yeah. But probably out of budget. It's not going to be yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So <laughs> Cool. Um all right, we just got a couple questions from people, yeah. a couple planner tips and then we got a fun segment at the end. Cool. And we'll wrap up. First question, two tips for somebody planning a destination wedding where they have no idea where to start.
1: Okay, number one, and you could just stop here, is to hire a local planner. In wherever you you're to getting hire married. Hire a planner, yeah, wherever you're getting married. There are obviously exceptions to this where it's like you are getting married in a very obscure place or they're just not the caliber of vendors that you want. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting married at a place like like Akre down in yeah. Cabo. We, or had what? we had a Cabo? best friend Cabo. who Cabo. did yeah. a wedding there. Yeah. That place pumps out weddings. Yes. Their planners so, are great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Work with a planner from mm-hmm. there um or work with the destination planner i just think it, number one weddings are less expensive down there yeah so your money just goes a lot farther. so i would invest in a planner because you can't physically be there but i would say uh, remove that uh, assuming a planner's not on the cards mm-hmm. you need to definitely find a solid venue like when you are local or near where your wedding is happening you can kind of err on the side of like, even if they suck, I could probably figure it out. Like if my venue sucks, I could probably figure it out or my whatever. When you are not in the local area, you can't rely on that as much. And so you need to start with some really solid vendors mm-hmm. to ensure that it goes smoothly. Mm-hmm. So that would be a planner or a really good venue.
0: Gotcha. Love that. So, yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, okay, the next one. For someone who's trying to um, get a wedding planner, mm-hmm. that they don't know how to approach one. Mm-hmm. How do they approach you? You know, what info do, should they bring? What questions should they ask? You know, how does Ooh, yeah. one start that conversation?
1: Are we assuming that this is like, they're starting from square one? They've yeah. never... Okay.
0: They got engaged. They have no idea what wedding planning really is or what Ooh, a wedding planner is. They're
1: not on wedding TikTok. Like, yeah. they're not do they find somebody? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and yeah. and what do they bring? Yeah. What, what questions do they ask? What
1: should they look for? Yeah. So... I always recommend using Instagram as a search engine Mm -hmm. because a lot of vendors have their vendor role as their name. So it'd be Mm -hmm. like wedding vendor or wedding videographer, wedding, whatever. That helps a lot. Um, Secondarily, I would start talking to people who have gotten married around you. Mm -hmm. My my real answer would be to talk to your venue because Mm -hmm. your venue is going to Probably not make commission off of a planner. It's pretty uncommon for like, unless you're talking like luxury wedding, but it. anything beneath that, um, there, there's no advantage to your vendor venue telling you about a planner aside from the fact that it will make your life easier and their life easier. Um, definitely talk to your friends. And I think when you, let's say you find a planner that you really like, I think it's really critical that you align personality wise like Mm. i talk to my couples all the time and you have to be kind of simpatico because otherwise it will not have been worth it to hire a planner yeah so i think you need to look at how do you feel about interaction your interaction do you feel like you have the same values like if you are talking to a planner and you feel like maybe they just want another wedding in the books or maybe they're looking to like build a portfolio if you're looking to have a really extravagant like Instagram wow wedding, that could be a really good fit for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking just to have support from a wedding planner, maybe look for somebody who feels more aligned. Yeah. Um, and then if you're designing your wedding, you certainly should be looking for somebody that like you have seen weddings that you really like that they do or some some designers just do a specific type of wedding. So looking for that. Um, but I do think the most important thing is that you really vibe with them for lack of a better word.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's super important. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, two final fun ones. Okay. Uh, one, what's if you had to pick one, I'm sure there's a bunch, mm-hmm. what's one big red flag you'd, pe- you'd tell people to stay away from when it comes to, you know, when they're planning their wedding mm-hmm. that you see?
1: I think if prior to booking, if a vendor is anything but excellent, mm. do not hire them. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I th- there's a difference between hey, I'm so sorry, like I've had a crazy week or, you know, whatever. Um, And just like not giving you excellent service. Um,
0: so you mean on the service side, mm-hmm. getting back yeah. to you on time, yeah. that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. i am not, I've personally not always been perfect at this by any sure. stretch, but I think it just matters a lot. Yeah. So that's a red flag. I would also say like if there's, I've worked with, use primarily where there's like costs that they just will not disclose to you or where you're like, mm. where's my money? Like, going yeah. There. Like, can I yeah. see where this is going? Or like, what can I anticipate for costs as I get closer to the wedding or whatever the case is? If there's any sort of like gray area mm-hmm. prior to signing, you're likely going to be subject to paying whatever that is. And Whoa. so you want as much clarity up front yeah. without being like, Micromanagey about it you yeah. want clarity as to like what you're getting stuff into so like is do i have to pay for valet do i have to pay for shuttles do I have to pay for like all those things add up so quickly yeah. to mm-hmm. these like really high numbers so that's what i would say
0: yeah i agree with that when we got married <laughs> on our wedding day i was writing out our vow, my vows into our vow book and our planner came up to us and said that the dumpster that we had rented which i was told was the correct size Was not the correct size all of a sudden. And she was asking me, like, hey, we need to get the new dumpster. Is that okay?
2: Thinking about writing your vows. And I was writing my vows and
0: I said, well, yes, (laughs) of course, charge the credit card. I don't know what you want me to say. Mm -hmm. And it was an extra, yeah, 300 bucks. But I think that's
2: also on like something to think about when you're getting a venue that's like fully like Mm -hmm. blank slate, like bring your own everything down to like Mm -hmm. extension courts.
0: So. And that's no shade to our venue. No, we loved our venue, but it's just not, one of those things where it's you're told one thing and then you get charged think about, something else. And yeah,
3: yeah. Think know, about all money's the, money and yeah. all the know, possibilities. For yeah, sure. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. last question. Kind of a, a cliche question, but what's one of the craziest things you have ever seen at a wedding or like a wedding story? And I got one too, so I'll, okay. you're not alone.
1: Okay, but. so <laughs> I was actually thinking. About, I think about this wedding actually all the time really? because I. It was the first wedding I ever cried at. Aww. And it was, that, sorry, I did not mean <laughs> to bring the mood down, but it's kind of, it's not funny in retrospect, but um, I horrible. was coordinating a wedding for another wedding planner. And mm-hmm. she is like this incredible wedding planner, like top, top, top wedding planner. And she's a friend of mine. And she was like, would you mind coordinating my wedding? And I was like, oh my God, of course I'll coordinate your wedding. Like I'll be, I'll pay you to let me coordinate your <laughs> yeah. wedding and we get there the stunning venue and the venue itself had so many particularities mm. and i'd never at that point dealt with such a difficult venue mm. but what really made me cry was it was hurricane level winds and we had only outdoor space oh boy uh, um oh my gosh and like i had i was driving up with my good friend, Abby, who is also a wedding planner and like worked with me for a long time. And I told her, I was like, I know everything's planned, but I'm pretty sure this work is gonna be, this wedding is gonna be more work when they knew than we know. Like I just had this intuition (laughs) of like something. I don't know what it is, but something. And lo and behold, we got there, we set up everything. I mean like everything is set and these winds start. Hmm. And we had these ceramic plates on the tables fully set flying off the tables. everything everything is off the tables the flowers everything and every vendor was freaking out in their own right every vendor had an issue the florist had to like remove everything and put it on the side of the house and was like i need you to put this up when it's time because we have to go and i was like right like can you stay and we had a catering tent completely collapsed it was like a fire hazard so they had to come inside And I think what, like, made, aside from the obvious, like, there were just so many complications on that day. I felt so bad because this wedding planner had planned hundreds of perfect weddings. And despite the fact that all of these things were out of my control, it was devastating to have to be, like, I had to go to her and be, like, this. I'm so sorry, but we have to explore plan B. This is what plan B is. Yeah. Like, I had presented it to her, and I I was, like, you don't have to think about it. Yeah. It was like nothing I have ever experienced before in my life. I like I there was sand around us and somebody Mm. asked me if I like had been smoking because my eyes were so bloodshot from the sand.
3: Oh, whoa!
1: it was like it's
2: that's bad. I I like can't even imagine because there's like. I always say this like I have conversations with people about this but like there's something about like a certain level of wind mm-hmm. that like changes like my mood right entirely so I can't even imagine when it's just like like a little bit above a regular windy day and then it's like hurricane level winds yeah. and trying to plan like or like produce a beautiful wedding yeah. so
1: yeah it ended wow. up They ended up having a wonderful day. Good. Good. I'm so glad.
0: I. So, did you do a plan B, whatever that was? No. Ooh. Okay.
1: Because the short of it is that the wind typically dies down when the sun goes down. Right. So, we were optimistic that that would be the case, and it was the case. Good. Nice. So,
2: you made it through.
1: Yes. To tell the story. (laughs) I'm sure the bride felt it 10 times more than what I felt, but it was jeez i felt so bad yeah. that's why yeah. i think about it often yeah, yeah. and that's but. like
2: weather like sometimes you cannot control that right. mm-hmm. yeah well yeah. you definitely can't but no yeah weather
0: is always the worst <laughs> it's like when it's people that's like its own thing yeah. but that's what my story is yeah <laughs> i need to hear it i think i think i've told bailey this one but um i was a videographer for a wedding in an indoor venue down here and i'm not gonna say where it. um and by the end of the night, the police, mm. paramedics, and firefighters were all at the wedding. Um, so, there was a he, this couple. Obviously, they're getting married. They had the bridal party. In the bridal party was the brother who had a drinking thing. And it was one of these situations where... The brother was a groomsman because he was the brother, mm-hmm. but the friends didn't like the brother because the brother liked to like ruin the day mm-hmm. kind of situation or whatever. And and so that was like apparent from jump. When I walked in the groomsman suite like in the morning, it was like a separation thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So me and the photographer doing our job, just kind of keeping everybody kumbaya, let's keep the day move, <laughs> you know, moving. Yeah. Um, and then obviously people start drinking and um it was at an indoor venue with concrete floors Mm -hmm. and um the dj starts playing the song and it was like a fun upbeat song to where uh the brother was sitting at a table kind of away from the dance floor Mm -hmm. hears it gets excited stands up starts running towards the dance floor and he kind of like grabs this girl that's with him to like come on like let's go dance but he kind of like lunges towards the dance floor he ends up wrapping her under him he falls and then she gets like smashed into the ground under him and that was the only wedding i've been at where a fall like that it was like a record scratch dj stopped the music like he stopped the music all the lights went on and then like the groomsmen attacked the guy and then obviously we started trying to like get medical attention to the girl because she like got smashed um on concrete concrete, um in between this guy you know so uh, anyway, so the paramedics came for her. She, like, had to go out on a stretcher. She was okay. Like, okay. you know, she just got rang, you know, got her bell rang. But um, so then it was, like, <laughs> the worst part was I was contracted to midnight. And this was at 8 p.m. No. And we were supposed to have a grand exit. No. And it was kind of like, okay. So they kicked the brother out. So But then he tried to get back in. That's where the cops came. So the, the, fire, the firefighters and the paramedics came for the girl. The cops came from him, kicked him out. But then it was, like... 8:45, and i remember wa- walking up to the planner i mean 90 percent of the guests left yeah and i literally like kind of pulled the planner aside i'm like hey i'm contracted at midnight i will stay here but like
3: exactly. is there
0: is there a grand exit because that was the only reason i was staying i already got the right. dancing footage you know what i mean like it was one of those situations where i was already contracted but um so i was like hey what's your take on yeah. <laughs> are we still doing this or yeah. whatever um but we did we did the the midnight grand exit and we did our best to like shove the remaining people with the sparklers to make yeah, it you know of course as thick as it was and i felt really bad for the couple they were they were sweethearts but um anyways oh, it's man. you know the stuff you see sometimes so yeah. um yeah, but A lot. anyways okay that's it we have a fun little segment where we end all our episodes on. Okay. I'm going to surprise this. Okay. Jump this on you. Um, <laughs> it's nothing crazy. Uh, so obviously our podcast is, is called On Speed Dial. Yeah. And you know we're a company after the tones yeah. built on connection and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So uh, we have this bit that we ask our guests mm-hmm. if um, two questions. One, if you have anyone on the favorites mm-hmm. or on your speed dial, and two, if you'll call them on speakerphone right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. I love it. Uh. Putting her on the spot right now. <laughs> uh, okay. So the people I have on speed dial. The funniest thing, I'll show this to you. It's Michael it. two oh, times and my that. mom. I didn't even know. Oh, it's messages and phone. What what I do you want that. me to say to him?
0: Uh well, we have a tagline. This is your reminder to call someone you love. Okay. So just a little. Call, say you you love them. Say okay, or up.
1: whatever you want to say. No,
0: or whatever. There's no prompt. Yeah, don't tell
1: him. She can do whatever she wants. We'll cut it first if it's bad. First we'll first cut first it if it's bad. I promise. Your call to it. <laughs> voicemail. It's he's having a busy day. uh oh. Don't worry. Should I call my mom? Let's do it. You can if you want to. <laughs> She's also working. She'll probably answer the phone though. She's like what?
2: Dial tone, mm-hmm. you can leave a voicemail.
1: Oh, that actually is probably really smart. You guys, I swear these people love me. <laughs> they do. <laughs> There's my mom.
0: No way. Okay,
1: I'll just tell her that I love her. Thank mm-hmm.
3: you. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
1: Hi mom, it's me. I just wanted to tell you that I love you, and I hope you're having a good day. Goodbye. <laughs> so cute. I love Michael, it. Michael. Normally he would
2: answer. It's but, okay. I called my sister, and she sent me straight to voicemail. But she's yeah. in class. She
0: yeah, I called like, the best man at my wedding. He denied it's me. It's too.
1: a weekday. nobody answers the phone. Yeah. But yeah. I think Michael's having a busy day. Yeah. Next mm. time I'll just bring him with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. can tell you. I can tell him that I love him. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. I won't bite you
0: well, thank you so much, Claire, for hopping on. Yeah. We're, we're really stoked to have had you as a guest. Um, this has been awesome. Um, yeah, that's it, Thanks and we'll so see much. you guys next week. See ya. Peace.